4: With Rob Ellis, I'm Glenn Mack now. Philly's uh, Marlins coming up at uh, 1.40 today. Unusual start time for that. Um, we're going to take a couple calls, mm-hmm. and then we'll get to our shy Sports um, this week in Philadelphia Sports History. Eric in South Carolina joins us. Hey,
5: Eric. Good morning. Go hey, uh, so the salt, salt and Beer. I've seen it as an old school kid. Um, I'm sorry, as a kid. in uh, Wilmington, Delaware when I, was, I grew up there. And uh, I used to go to this old Irish bar and hang out there as a kid, and you see the old cats. Just take that pool tab of a slit or something and just pour salt right in it, man. I've seen it as a kid, and I still really? see it today down here in South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Some girlfriend, you just to I, the pool with her every... Yeah,
4: and I think and I think that's kind of my friend's take on it is that, and listen, we're not young guys. My, my friend and I obviously were college roommates a long time ago, but he said he learned it from the old guys up in the Poconos, and they were drinking cheap beer. Mm-hmm. And I, it sounds, Eric, like it was the same with you in Wilmington.
5: Geographical graphical, though. So, I mean, it's down here in South Carolina, too. They so. still do it. Um, hmm. Yeah, so. <laughs> and, and, if that's the you way
6: you learn, that's that's probably how right, you're rolling as you, you get older.
4: It. Yep.
5: i get not you point. Have you guys ever heard of Red Eye? That's
4: no. No.
5: It's a hangover cure. So, it's tomato juice, hot sauce, a raw egg, oh. and cayenne pepper.
4: Yes. I okay. did not know it by name, but I do know that to be... Uh, a supposed cure for hangovers. Uh, fortunately, I've not had a hangover in a long time and haven't had to try it. But We're I'll helping people today. I high. like this. <laughs> We're public service. <laughs> what do you got on the Eagles defense, Eric?
5: Yeah. So, so I'm curious. I mean, with all these pickups, especially the linebackers, you got White, you got Dean. Where are they going? Are they go 3 4, 4 3, or do they do a hybrid? Hybrid? I think they have the ability to do a hybrid, yes, because they, uh, they have the speedy linebackers now.
7: Yeah, like, I, I mean. For the you,
5: first time in. in Seth, I mean I haven't seen a, a linebacker court It's
6: great. Right. they they uh, they've upgraded that position in a big way. I think you're gonna see both. I think you may see more three four than four three, but you're definitely I mean you don't draft Jordan Davis and not utilize his best mm-hmm. skill set. So yeah, you're gonna see a little bit of both. Even Brandon Graham has said as much. So yeah, you're absolutely gonna see it. Excited about
4: that. We'll talk yeah. about that more a little bit coming up, but I'm 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 excited about the team and I'm ex- after after horrendousness in defense for a while, I think they they will turn it around. Mm-hmm. It is time for this week in Philadelphia sports history brought to you by Shibe Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Check out their throwback apparel at their center city location or at ShibeSports.com. Rob Ellis, I take you back to July 2005, this very week. Tiger Stadium in Detroit. It is the home run derby before the All-Star Game. You're going to hear Chris Berman and Joe Morgan as Bobby Abreu is knocking the ball out of the park.
2: The crowd is going all out for a Philly player. It wouldn't happen in hockey, Joe.
0: <laughs> over. Say goodbye to the record. 16, Bobby! Oh, yes. In the home run derby, 24, home run. He oh, had back in
4: 17 minutes. <laughs> Bobby Abreu that day uh, hit 41 home runs, including 24 in the first round records in the home run derby at the time. Rob Ellis, I will give you a free four-pack of beer if you can tell me who pitched to him that day. Oh, my God. Um, Larry Boa? Phillies bullpen coach Ramon Henderson. I would have never gotten that. Yeah, briefly a household name. Okay. So here's the deal. Abreu had 41 home runs that day, one of which, by the way, went 517 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 18 home runs going into the All-Star game. It
6: was a pretty good first half of the year. If I remember, it was a struggle afterwards, right? Six.
4: Oof. <laughs> he, he just died. His Whoa. power died. And if you remember, and I think the same thing happened to David Wright the, the year afterward. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, there was all oh, can, and there still is. People were saying Schwarber shouldn't be in the Home Run Derby because it kills your power for the rest of the year. That's what I remember about that.
6: Yeah, I remember. I, I, that's I, it's weird how that sort of uh, that's not an indelible memory for me of Bray winning the, the Home Run Derby. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, no, I do. I do. I yeah. do but what, what I remembered when when you brought it up was the second half was was nasty for him in terms of power. And there there were were some struggling Phillies teams. Like, we're kind of getting close at that point, but they weren't quite over the hump.
4: All right. Abreu was one of the more fascinating characters in town Mm -hmm. uh, over the year. You know what? They talk about sports talk radio being delusional. I think that's an example that people give. Because (laughs) I will be honest, I never liked the guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I appreciate that he was a stat machine. And he would put up 40 doubles and 100 runs and 100 RBIs. And he did it for a long career. And there are people who think he should be a Hall of Famer. And his numbers alone would suggest, yeah, maybe he is a Hall of Famer. But my sense of Bobby Abreu is, and I know it's, I know it's delusional. I'll admit it, but I'm sticking with it. He would get most of his hits when the Phillies were down seven to two. Um, his defense was atrocious. the The most ridiculous award in the history of any award was him <laughs> winning the Gold Glove one year. He he had phobia about the right field wall. Um, he didn't want to bat leadoff when they wanted him to bat leadoff. Right. I couldn't stand the guy. And again, I, you know, it's it's I'm delusional, but that's how I felt. What about you?
6: Here's what you need to know about Abreu. Look, th- you're right. At the end of the day, the numbers are very good. I mean, he's a career 291 hitter. Um, he could do he could do a lot of different things at the plate, man. I mean, almost when he he wasn't guy who necessarily tried to hit home runs, but hit 288. You know, had a lot of hits. Took a, a lot, lot of walks. Took a lot of walks. He he, he would be a an analytics. You know, uh, dream. That's it. And those are the
4: guys who love him. They love him. Those guys. But
6: if you watched him, if you eyeballed him, while you appreciated that the guy was a skilled hitter and had had an idea what he wanted to do at the plate, he, he he was a. He was the definition of a guy who put up numbers on a mediocre-to-bad team. Like, when he left, it's not a coincidence that his last year as a Philly is 0-6. And when they traded him off during that season, even Pat Gillick said, I don't know, maybe we'll take a step back because he was very productive. They started to ascend the second that he left, and I don't think that's a coincidence. Yep, It's the kind of guy that he was. Great numbers. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, by the way. I think he's very good, not great. But a uh, good player, but ultimately not a winning player. If that makes yep. sense?
4: Uh, no, that's exactly that's how I felt. I mean, I know, what he went to the Yankees and he went to the World Series with the Yankees, but you know, it's not like he was carrying them at that right. point. Right? Yeah, he was a different kind of player. He was DHing and doing a lot of different things. Then. Yeah. Um. But one, uh, so I've been doing this for how many years? I've been doing this twenty nine years. Well, 28 and a half. And a half. And you've been doing this for a long time.
6: Round it up to thirty, Glenn. Come on.
4: There you go. And and your you know your TV work as well. Bobby Abreu is one of the all-time kind of—controversial uh, is not the, the word I want to use. Polarizing? He, he, yeah, polarizing. That's the word I want to use. Yeah. The people who loved him, and then there's a lot of us delusional types who couldn't stand him.
6: <laughs> I think a lot of the people who love him maybe are younger folks who didn't see him play every day and didn't go through some—you're He, was, you're right. He, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the leadoff thing. He, he, was, he had a good arm, but he wasn't a particularly good outfielder. Uh, because of the wall phobia that he had. the, the He was allergic to the wall. Um, I think that affected things. And I think he was very happy getting his numbers. I don't think it particularly upset him that, you know, what was going on from a team perspective a lot of times with him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, he is one of those guys. He's one of those guys who classic could be viewed as underrated in one sense and blatantly overrated. You ask two people in the Wawa, and they'll give you two completely different answers. And they're not a ton of those kind of guys.
4: Correct. I'm trying to think of who else... Uh, because, the, I mean, the consensus now is that Ben Simmons was a was a bum or whatever. Yeah,
6: and everybody who wasn't that guy. Like, he no, wasn't no, 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 no. But
4: I'm saying in terms yeah. of polarizing, because there are people who defended Ben Simmons right up until the end, and then they kind of gave up the ghost. There were the Wentz people, and they. I'm just trying to think of who else is there now? Or Andre
6: the- Iguodala, I think, a little bit for yeah, the Sixers, yeah, yeah. Uh, because he was a phenomenal defender, but he wasn't a guy who was a number one, if you will, and people would debate him a lot of times. Yeah, um yeah.
4: That's a I, good one. I
8: think in a totally different kind of tone, Claude Giroux. Yes, yes, yeah. gets that you know all-time great flyer versus could you know was never good well, enough. Never won, He was a captain. He never him. did anything. I like that. Hey Lindros, man. He wasn't man. a good captain. Uh, whatever. There's there's both sides of Claude Giroux all the time.
4: Yeah, and I think if the Flyers had a little you know higher visibility, that would even be more. I said Lindros, but I take it back because I think eventually everybody kind of warmed up to Lindros. I mean they loved him and then they soured and then they Yeah, know, it, it was like the worst thing about.
6: that I mentioned earlier. Everybody kind of made
4: up. Yeah. All right. If anybody else has a name that we're not thinking about that, by all means, let us know. Mike in Lower Gwynedd, talk Flyers. Hey Mike.
9: Hey, how you doing, Glenn? All how right. You know, I'm Mike. I am excited to hear you two together. I know you're both hockey guys. So, I know Anthony was on yesterday. I want kind of go through what Chuck Fletcher, he, he's eventually got to get kicked out of here. These contracts he's given away. I mean, the the one to the fourth line guy, say earlier, or, yes, or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, two years, years De-
4: De- De- Deloria. Two years. Four years. Uh, four years. Four years. That's four right, years. I'm thinking about the D'Angelo he,
9: deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a little bit of a no movement clause in there where he's only allowed to go to select teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah
6: let, let's do. Let's give him that too. So. Perfect.
9: Uh, like how how does he, how is he getting away with giving out these contracts? Hayes, we're stuck with him, and I really don't think he's more than a – they're trying to make him a, a 2C and he's a 3C. We're stuck with uh, Rissa it, which I know I'm not – I didn't hate the trade, but I, we're stuck with him for five years. I don't think we're going to be able to dig out of this until like twenty twenty seven. I don't know
6: how he's still here. I, like like if you're cleaning this thing up, clean it up and get rid of him before this. this when the season ended, he needed to be gone. Uh, I don't know what the plan is. My simple question to him, if, I, if it was point blank, asking him directly, what's the plan, Glenn? It also felt like, and Mike, it also felt like, you know, when it came down to the whole Johnny Gaudreau thing this past week, like you all of a sudden this came upon you. You knew yeah. he had been openly. You know, carping to come here, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're up against it to try to move JVR with a sweetener. What the hell were you doing that for the last three months? Exactly. It's an I, embarrassment. They have disgraced themselves in the city, the Flyers. And I don't usually throw that kind of stuff around, just trying to go over the top. But it, it is an embarrassment what they've done. They should be ashamed of themselves.
9: I I call it, and what they did back in January, they're no longer. Philadelphia, they are corporate. They have switched. They're, that that whole January meeting was all about ticket sales, all about pushing to the customer. It wasn't about the fans.
4: Mike, uh, very well expressed, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, And, Rob, very well said by you. I, I ranted my ears off yesterday about the Flyers and agree with everything you guys said. Uh, it is a rudderless organization. This is the low point to be honest with you, I don't know that I've ever seen another franchise in the city this low. The Sixers process, I mean, they were terrible, but there was a there was purpose to it. Whether you agree or not with it, there was a strategy to it. Um, you know, the Eagles had that 3-13 and 13 year, but you knew the regime was going to change, and they recovered quickly. Uh, I guess the Phillies, before they got good, um, you know, in the mid-2000s, they went however many years without making the playoffs. There were some really bleak years there, but this team— uh, as you said or he said rudderless no direction um, doesn't appear to be any strategy gave out some horrible contracts made some terrible trades and when you know one of the best players in the league who grew up here wants to play here and your answer is nah we got too many horrible contracts we can't get rid of we we can't take you uh it's an embarrassment I have no idea how they're gonna sell. Five tickets next year, um I feel badly for the people whose job it is to call season ticket holders and get them to renew um That's by and large the people who make those calls, those sales associates they're young guys, yeah, and they're going to call people, and they're just going to get an earful yeah, of, they are. of what is wrong with you people that's combat pay uh,
6: i i you know i the other thing I would say glenn is the the worst thing too about this office there's many well, we don't we don't have enough time, but they've made themselves just good enough to probably maybe sneak into the the you know the playoffs. Which is the worst place you want to be? You're in that purgatory. Like you want to either suck or be on a righteous path to getting this thing correct. Like you're bringing in Tortorella, who is a good enough yeah. coach that's going to make them decent <laughs> enough to be to right. be just below bad, uh, just yes. below good. And, and you know the, the D'Angelo thing and, and these moves make you marginally better enough where you probably sneak into the playoffs. Which what does oh, that do no for way. you?
4: I disagree. They're well, not going to sneak into the playoffs. What they're not going to do is they're not going to be one four. of the two or yeah. three worst teams. So they get and there's a you're not getting Bedard. That. Yeah. But Dard, that's his name. There's a huge prospect here, and they're not going to get him. Um, I don't think they have a dream of making the playoffs. But I, but your point is still well taken. They're they're in Nowheresville, and they're there's no, who do you want to watch on that team? Nobody. Nothing excites you about this team. Nothing. I mean, look, if Katori
6: is healthy, we know he's a really good two way player. Yeah, Nobody yeah, questions yeah, that. Nah, but
4: he's but, fine. But, no, know?
6: but I'm saying, is that enough to draw you to the Wells Fargo Center? Is it enough to draw you to you know what? um... Oh, my God, it's 7 o'clock. i I got to sit down and watch Coots. No, it's not. Give me a
4: sentence no one has ever said. You know what our entertainment's (laughs) going to be
6: this year? How long is it going to take Tortorella to go off either on one of the players or a media member? And that's it. And I'm convinced that is three-quarters of the reason that they hired him, simply because they needed to make some noise about something because everything else they've done has been awful.
4: All right, so things that will get people to watch the Flyers. Number three, see if Carter Hart, poor Carter Hart, has to make 60 saves a game right number two john tortorella as you said at what point does his hat erupt and number one we've still got gritty
6: oh yeah yep that's it i don't even yeah that's that's that's, that's their th- That's what they're hanging their hat on yep this organization right. once let's, proud organization
8: let's do you think Mitch. that chuck fletcher will get fired before the end of the year
4: I d- mean, firing a general man, right. Firing a general man. If he got fired, it should have been now. Right. Um, no, I,
8: I agree. But at this point, Comcast has no clue what they're doing when it comes to the flyers.
4: Yeah. I mean, you know what? If they fire him before the end of the season, it's because they need to throw a body off, yeah. off the deck, off the ship to, to get people to mollify the fan base. That That's, that's why you would find 90% of his job is now done. So at this point,
6: yeah. To me, it looks worse, Glenn. If you fire him in season, it's and then every. To me, it's why didn't you do this before the season? What, yeah. what did you not see that every one of us saw who aren't you know in your hockey operations department?
4: Agree. Let me uh, real quickly sneak in, Mitch. Mitch, I got about thirty seconds. What's uh, what do you got? How's it going, Glenn? All right. Hello, thanks, for Hi, Hey, Glenn, you don't mind if I try that uh, peanut butter and eggs?
5: Uh, <laughs> I'm, so you know, I'm telling you, peanut fish. butter
4: on scrambled eggs is a lot That's better true. than most people think.
5: And I believe, and Rob, you live longer without the cheese, even without the steak sandwiches. So you Yeah, but, but what's but
6: what's the point? Yeah, I'm I'm still a bad eater, Mitch. I, I can't just say I'm like a health guy. I'm just a weirdo. Okay.
5: Okay. Well, my my sixty years old grandson uh, boy is so fragile, oh, He's so delicate.
4: Thank congrats. You. Hey, uh, I got to run. So I know you have a proposal for a Phillies trade. Well, how about the Phillies? I, I mean, Soto's turned that, that money,
5: all that money down. They got yeah. to go after Aaron Judge or Soto. Um, they
6: don't have the, uh, nearly well, I, enough
4: i, yeah, to, I, don't, I don't to, know how
6: to land that that plane uh, here's the problem when you turn down 15 years 440 million who's in the market for for that other than maybe the yankees the
4: yankees the dodgers the dodgers
6: there's like two or three
4: teams yeah um i'm trying to think if there's anybody else i saw the athletic did a piece like if if they were to trade him who in the world do you do you trade him to right and and who who in the world do you trade him it's almost like the Durant sweeps yeah. So here's the, team, here's the teams that, that could be in play, according to a piece I read today. The Yankees, the Dodgers, the Mets, I'm sorry to say, and the Padres. That's financially. Right. Um, he is one of the top five players in baseball. There's no question about it. Top three players in baseball. Uh, the, the proposal, and this will never happen, is Soto for Otani and more. Yeah, but why, is, I mean, why, he, would nothing, Kelf, why would the Angels trade
8: the No, they wouldn't. The they wouldn't.
4: Yeah. They wouldn't. They're, so, they're, you know, it's got to be a team that has a ton of money and a great farm system and says, here's our five best prospects and two or three, you know, ready-made players you can stick in your lineup, and that's it. Now, they don't have to trade him now because they have one more year of control of him. So he can play next year, you know, unhappily play out the contract, and they have a long time to trade him. But it's not often that a 23-year-old generational player under team control – I'm sorry, he's under team control for the next two, two years, years after this. Yeah. Two years after this. I mean, guys like that don't
6: come No, out. but the, here's the other problem you have. You, you Not all that long ago, you signed Harper to a 13. You're going to no, have a no, guy from, no, from no, a 13 and, and a 14?
4: No, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, the Phillies, what in the world would you trade? Nothing. Yeah, right. they don't have anything. Yeah, Right. <laughs> you trade him back Harper. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh. Two one. By the way, allow me to say, I would. Oh, just from
6: an age perspective. Not that Harper's old, but you're 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 gaining what seven Harper, years. But I would. Uh, I you know what? It's here's the craziest thing. Can't
4: say it, can you, Rob?
6: I can't. It hurts too much. Glenn, <laughs> the the Harper deal, he's exceeded it. Oh yeah, thirteen uh, years, three hundred and thirty million. He's exceeded well, the deal so
4: far. I have no problem with that. 215 592 94 94. Rob Ellis and Glenn Mackna will take up to Phillies baseball against the Marlins this afternoon.
6: well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: Well, i with Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Macnow. 94 WIP. Another sweltering sunny uh sunday so i have relatives coming in my sister is coming in uh from california in a uh, week and a half okay and uh my uncle is going to come in from buffalo it's my dad's birthday and my dad's going to be uh, he, uh, you know what he gets mad when i say his age he's,
6: he's still like, he's still vain about his age it's it, it, to me it's my it's, dad
4: it's, is the greatest because he's still vain about it everybody. that's awesome my dad as opposed to me has like hair and like he spends <laughs> no, he no he has like he has a head of hair and he spends like an hour every morning combing his hair, and my dad he's he's well groomed, he dresses well, and God bless him, so Good for he him. doesn't he 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 listens to the show, Hi, Dad, love you, Talk Hi, Mr. you later. Mac now happy birthday uh well, his birthday's in August, but yeah, um but um, so you know now my my sister and and her family her kids her grandkids are coming in my my dad's the three the three year old grandson's gonna be here from California, my uncle's gonna come in from buffalo and uh my cousin from d c so it's gonna be a nice thing and what I tell them because they they don't usually come this time of year the people from from San Francisco mm-hmm. um and the people from Buffalo like you don't know what the heat's going to be here in August that living in the Delaware Valley the first week of August is like living in an armpit <laughs> it is i mean it's so hot oh. and humid here and they have I think to, that's a new marketing campaign <laughs> Yeah, i think i just august. yeah I, I saw that on a building we're an armpit. yeah uh like my sister's saying like you know we'll take all the kids to the zoo like you know one in the afternoon on Oof. august 1st <laughs> we're gonna die that'll smell
6: good go go right by the uh the elephants yeah. and yeah <laughs> take a good whiff
4: anyway i love our town and i often love our weather um people complain about winters growing up from where i grew up the winters here are pretty tolerable yeah mild but but like, July 15th to August 15th. I don't, like, we have this nice setup on our backyard. I don't have, it's not like a screen paddy or anything, but, you know, it's like a table and chairs. And get enough paddy. shade. Yeah. I don't go out there this time of year. It's just unbearable. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you do.
6: I, you know what? I, um, I enjoy the warmer weather. I don't like sweltering. No,
4: it's ninety-five uh, degrees. Yeah, I it's like no, armpit no, weather, as you right, call it. Right. Um,
6: but if you're going to do anything uh, along those lines, like your sister suggested, it's got to be early, man. You yeah. better be knocking it out early. Yeah, and, and, and I'm
4: not getting. There's like 13 people in this group. There's no way I'm going to rally them all up at 8:30. Yeah, get no. into the cars. We're going to the zoo. No,
6: go to so. the pool or the beach if that's the case. Yeah, we'll
4: do that. You know. No, I'm going to take him to the aquarium, right? I'm not Always forget a good the zoo. Bro. We'll go to the aquarium mm-hmm. in Camden. That'll be that's yeah. air conditioned, right? Perfect. Oh, yes. There, there you go. Uh, Jack in Santa Barbara. Hey, man. Hey,
0: prof. You,
4: you found you found the lobster rolls. You're,
3: you're done, man. Oh, that lobster
4: roll was spectacular, man. Six ounces, and Rob Ellis it doesn't know what he's missing. I, I hear you. Wait, so Rob, you don't like? I'm, stay with me, Jack. Yeah. No, no, I'm there. Okay, Rob, you don't like fish. I don't like like uh, fish and chips.
6: The smell of it just sort of skeeves me. I, I the, looking at, yeah, no, I don't like fish.
4: And My, nor like like crabs. No, crabs no delicious.
6: crustaceans, no none of that. No. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm weird. So,
3: Rob's naked cheesesteak, I'm just the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I like that naked cheesesteak. Right, you're like oh, loaded I, up, baby. Yeah, you're fully clothed. No, I, I like I like everything you put on a hoagie, mm-hmm. on a cheesesteak, steak,
4: inc- including. Oh, you do the lettuce mayonnaise. and tomato? Yeah, man, oh. mayonnaise lettuce. Tomato. Oh no, Ooh, man. oh that's oh, a yeah. sin against nature. Mo, should you listen to this? This is a yeah, sin against wrong. nature. Mm-hmm.
3: No, 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 no. It, it, it's it's like I, I grew up with an Italian grandmother where everything got mixed together, right? <sighs> and um. And I love mixing things together. And I love hoagies and I love cheesesteaks. So when I eat them, I, I eat them all, all together.
4: <laughs> I would suggest that oh, in the scale of, and one of you guys used this word, skeevy, uh, it goes from um, peanut butter on scrambled eggs, guilty. <laughs> Worse than that is salt and beer. Worse than that is mayonnaise on a cheesesteak. Yes. I would agree on the, on the I skeeve think you level. You take the crown on the skeeve scale. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, no, I I mean I like the
3: regular cheesesteak ske- te- cheese with with onions and Yeah, sauce, no, no, now too. you're just
4: now you're just putting up a lame defense. You've already <laughs> no, no, you've no, exposed no, no. yourself, I, Jack. Right, there, no, you can't like can come back from that. Uh what do you got on the Sixers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're from Buffalo, I'm from Philly. <laughs> I I appreciate that, but uh, you can be from Mars and know that you don't put mayonnaise on a cheesesteak.
8: <laughs> yeah, Jack, that's just Jack. It's
6: wrong.
4: Yeah. It's Jack, it's wrong, okay. Man. It's, our, it's our <laughs> tour, yeah. uh, all right. Yeah. All
3: right. What do you got on the
4: Sixers? So, the Sixers.
3: I don't want to lose Maxi, and I don't want to lose Stiebel. Uh, hey, Rob, remember when Iggy couldn't shoot? Yes. And he would, like, be releasing his jump shot on the way up? Well, I th- I think Stiebel has a, a higher ceiling on his
6: shooting. Way I, higher. Way higher.
3: The, I think he's the guy that would go to Herb McGee and get right, you know? The, the, the,
6: he is a worker. He is a worker. He, big, he lives in the gym. This guy's going to get better. Trust me.
4: Yeah, he's We're not guy talking guy. about Tyrese Maxey here, right? We're talking about Thibel? No, Ma- uh, Maxey. Oh, I, th- I thought Jack said Thibel. Who did you say, Jack? Just, both of them. I don't want to lose. I don't
6: Maxie. buy Jack. I don't buy Thibel, uh making significant strides with the
4: jumper. I just yeah, do. Maxie. I'm in. Maxie. Maxie I'm with you guys, but Thibault meh. So what's uh, what's your bottom line here, Jack?
3: Well, I you know I think this crazy GM that we got, and he likes to like do billboard stuff. I I don't I don't see this all working. I mean, what, what do you guys think
4: about? Well, you this? don't see the Sixers' current mix working. No, the whole the whole Donovan Mitchell oh, thing. Oh 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 oh. oh. Um, so and and Jack, be well. But Thanks, do me Jack. a favor. No no more mayonnaise on a cheese stick. For <laughs> God's sakes, that's that sacrilege. Is the, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to answer his other question. While I in, imagine the disgustingness of that. I read a, um, I get the uh, odds all the time from um, Bovada Sports. They yeah. put out odds on everything, mm-hmm. right? You probably get the same yes, emails that I, I get. Know. And they did the you know teams with the leading odds to get Donovan Mitchell, and I think they listed ten teams, and the Sixers were not even among them. So I think what's happened is you know people hear Donovan Mitchell is p- possibly going to be the Same thing with Juan Soto. It's like well we should get him, mm-hmm. and it's like that's a nice dream, but I don't see any way. First of all, they're going to want five, six, seven draft picks, and the Sixers have already traded those. So, Rob, I don't see any way that that happens.
6: No, and you just gave the reason. The, the teams, who, if and when Mitchell gets dealt, you're, you're going to see a a package of draft picks going back to Utah. I mean, Gobert got a ton of them. Mitchell's going to get even more. Six
8: for Gobert?
6: It's going to be ridiculous what yeah. they get for Mitchell, and the Sixers don't have Simply put, don't have it. So, no, that's not happening. However... I do think that there's a possibility that there is something else more significant coming, simply because why haven't they put pen to paper here with
4: Harden's deal? I, I don't know. That's It's a, an unanswerable question, and whatever speculation you have may be smart.
6: Yeah, so I and I, I think Morrie is a splash guy, and it's not to say that, you know. Mitch uh, Tucker was a good signing. They've done some things certainly to upgrade the team. There's no question about that. But he is generally a splash guy, Glenn. So I am not discounting something, what we would call big, happening with the Sixers in the least. Hey, I got a little mm-hmm. six, uh, little Phillies thing if you want it. What do you got? So, according to Alex Coffey, who covers the team for the Inquirer, um, yeah, Rob correct. Thompson said pregame that Zach Eflin is sore today after throwing a bullpen, and they're going to back off him.
9: Ugh.
4: Yeah. So, uh, all right. So here's so here's my rotation. I got wheels. Yep. Wheels. Okay. <laughs> I'm a hockey guy. Wheels. I got wheels. I got Nola. Mm-hmm. Nullsey All
6: right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going hockey. I
4: mean, <laughs> what? I got Ranger. Yeah. Right. Uh, yep. I, I like Rangers at three. Yes. I think, you know, the, the game yesterday was certainly encouraging. Yep. Uh, Gibson's looked very good his last few starts. I imagine Gibson eventually will pitch to the 420 ERA for which he's always been known. Right. Yeah. That's kind of where he ends mm-hmm. up. And you think they should make a trade. And if, if they do make the trade that you want, we threw out some names earlier today, but if they do, you're looking for like. Like a two-three kind of guy, yeah, or a three-four.
6: I, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Don't get me wrong. Like You're I don't looking think, for a
4: Joe Blanton.
6: Yeah, exactly. And I don't think they're looking to move, you know, Abel or uh, Carpenter, or all the, the any of the mm. big name, you know, arms that they have. Oh, okay. The, or O'Happy? O'Happy or any of the few appealing guys that they have. I don't think it's going to be something like that. I think it's a bad team. It's sort of like they got when, how they got Gibson last year, similar <laughs> to that. I think it's going to be that level. Because they realize and Eflin can't stay healthy, man. I mean, he just can't. And there's a void there. There's a big void there at, at that, like, three hole, three or four, depending on what you, you judge Suarez at. Yeah. You need an arm. Okay. And, and part of that, Glenn, part of my logic is I'm banking. And, you know, again, this is a b- little bit of a leap of faith here. I'm banking that you get Segura and Harper back. Oh Well, if
4: you don't get Segura and Harper back, you're not going to make the postseason. So, yes, you you make whatever trades you make, you do it with the belief that those guys are going to contribute. Right. No doubt. 215-592-9494. I think we go to about 1230 or so today, and then we go to leading off as the Phillies play the Marlins. uh, 140 start down there. He's Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Macnow, ninety four WIP. He's Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Macnow. we we th- we kind of teased this before, and I and I want to get it because I know you've uh, you've done you've talked about this a bit um, as we look ahead to the Eagles season, and hey, minicamp is uh, around the corner. Mm-hmm. I was saying this the other day. I always thought, oh, like oh, minicamp's going to start, thank God, and then two days into minicamp, it's like, oh God, this is. This is so dull. When's the preseason start? Uh, especially
6: tree- now because you, it, it, it,
4: for the public, they can't go watch You them. can't go watch. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's training tougher. camp, you can't. I said minicamp. I mean training camp. You can't go to training camp. But They have like two days when you can.
6: Well, get the, well, the best was the arrivals and the guys carrying their flat screen TVs yeah, and their video games. Yeah, we don't yeah. get that anymore. No, no, no.
4: Hollis Thomas, man. Yeah.
6: Well, and you also, Glenn, you, you, would, you always went through the ritual of first preseason game Okay, we'll see for a series or two. All right, at least we'll get a little bit of taste of the starters. Then the second game, we get a quarter, maybe quarter and a half. Third game, we're getting a half here, maybe even three quarters. All of that stuff is gone. So you're essentially working as a fan off of whatever, other than maybe the one open practice. Correct. Working off anything that you're hearing, and it's just you're dying for morsels, and you're not going to actually get to see them until September 11th.
4: Get nothing. Uh, Okay, and then, um, as I said, preseason starts. You wait for the season. Okay, but w- one of the big issues this year—the number one issue, of course—is Jalen Hurts, and everybody's discussed that. There's, I have nothing to add to that that yep. I haven't said. But they really beefed up the personnel on defense over the off season, and I know that you know you were you were kind of talking about the future of Jonathan Gannon. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about that.
6: Yeah, I, look, I, I think that. Um... I think much of the heat and criticism that he took last year was unwarranted. Um I, I think that he was dealing with a really short deck. I mean, if you if you look at that side of the ball, there were very few players other than maybe Darius Slay who you would say were elite. And in fact, you had a lot of guys underachieving like Fletcher Cox. So I think he did the best with what he had. And I think now that he's got actual weapons, guys who can get to the quarterback, a real linebacking core, you know, solid additions to the secondary. I think he's, Eagles fans are, are going to change their opinions in a big way because I think people right now have the impression of him as somebody who's uh, not aggressive, who didn't do a very good job last year, and I, I just don't think that's the case. I And I think that is going to be flipped on its ear because I think this is going to be a really good defense.
4: So you think they could have, I'm just pulling a number out of the air, top 10 defense? Yes. Boy, that, I do. I that would be. You know what this town loves, and and I love that kind of football. Um, I certainly think Jordan Davis is going to have immediate impact as a rookie. Uh, I think adding some guys who can play linebacker is refreshing. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Yeah, yeah. Good, another good pass. Double rusher. digit. You know, sack guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, still not sold on the secondary. I'm not. My biggest
6: concern is Bradbury. The Bradbury we saw last year with the Giants is who yeah. he is now, right? And that would be a major problem. And I don't love Anthony Harris. If I have no. if I have beefs, it's right there. Everywhere else, I think they really upgraded.
4: Right, and so the the whole point is always if you can put on a great pass rush, you don't need to worry about that. They did not do that at all last year. We are hoping that they do that this year. And the Jonathan Gannon, who, as you recall, had a, this great reputation around the league, but we're scratching our heads. What the heck did we see?
6: Yeah, I is, think the other this piece, is of this, Glenn, is you know, you have Fletcher Cox is basically on the last, you know, one year yeah, deal. Yeah, 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 Hargraves is too. Like these guys see, you know, where the future's headed with Milton Williams and Jordan Davis. And if they want to continue to get paid, they're going to be motivated to go out there and play well. So I think both guys are going to show up. Um, on top of that, you're getting Brandon Graham back, which is going to help. And I know he's older and he's coming off an Achilles. And it's a really – it sets up to be a very good linebacking core, which – I mean, when was the last time we said that?
4: Caller earlier said Seth, Right. Seth Joyner was left what ninety two? Yeah, that, I mean thirty like that. years ago.
6: I, I I would I would say they had some pretty good linebacking cores with Trotter and that
4: and that group. Yeah, yeah, Kyle yeah, em- yeah. Or uh, yeah. yeah, I like em- I always liked Emmons. Yeah. Emmons was good. Yeah, yeah. That's but that's about it. It's been a long. But time. But it's been too
6: long. Is the point?
4: Yeah. Warren in Gwinnett Valley is with us. Hey, Warren.
1: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, Rob. What's up, Warren? How are you? It sounds like the cooking show. We're we're turning up the heat and. Uh... And we're beefing up the the defense. There you and, go. <laughs> uh, and sandwiches and beer with
4: salt. Hey, this is my life, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have a second career anyway. Indeed. Anyway, I was wondering if uh, the
1: if you thought the Phillies would be able to cook up a um, another starter and another center fielder, but a minimum, they're going to need pitching if they're going anywhere.
4: Well, we talked about this, and Rob lobbied for the starter, and I lobbied for the center fielder. Uh, I'm going to go first this time. I think the target, and I got this from my pal Ricky Ricardo yesterday, should be Michael Taylor of the Royals, who is an outstanding defensive center fielder, which, given what the Phillies have currently in the corner positions, would be really helpful. He can run. Uh, he's not a great offensive player, but he's fine, and I would go that direction. Rob, you'd go pitcher.
6: I would go pitcher, and it, a lot of it. My greatest fears are coming to, to to you know roost here with Eflin being you know reexamined on Monday in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, he's but not
1: defendable, and that's not, not, not to
6: say that they don't need a center fielder. I think they do, um, but I would go starter before center fielder.
1: If you don't have pitching, where can you go? That's the problem. You can you can work around you know your. You're fielding a little bit. I think they have a, a decent enough center fielder right now, and um, and counting on the other players coming back. Like you guys said, you know the fielding should be okay and the bats should be okay. But no, the fielding's um, terrible.
4: The fielding's dreadful. The defense. When's the last
1: is, is, time is... they made an error in center field?
4: Yeah, Veerling's fine. It, it's it's Odubel. Well, I don't know. Do we count the one that bounced off Odubel's head?
1: <laughs> well, forget Odubel. You mean the
4: great routes that he generally takes? No, but I I think Veerling's fine. Thanks, Warren. Yeah. He's... I don't know. He's unproven. But I, I think it's just... looked okay in short spurts. Yeah. Right. And
6: I understand it's, it's the best of the lot, which is not saying much, right? But, I mean, I think he's at least... He's a solid center fielder, and the, the, here's part of the problem too, Glenn. And and I give Schwarber credit; he's been a little bit better uh, than I anticipated. I'll,
4: listen, I live with him if he hits a home run every third day.
6: Same. And it was good to see him get off the Schneid yesterday yeah, and hit one. Yeah. But um, the problem too is, you know, you have a black hole in right field. You know, Castianos is brutal, which means you know center field's got to do even more.
4: Well, hopefully Harper gets back, and yeah. you know that's okay. But, yes, it's 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 really rough out there. Mm-hmm. Rob and Glenn Olden, you're on with uh, Rob Ellison, Glenn Mack now. Hey, Rob.
0: Hey, Glenn. What's up, Rob? Yo, Rob. Listen, guys, uh, real fast, I thought I was a rebel when I was a kid. I'm 49 now when my brother introduced me to put ketchup on eggs, okay? you know, I
4: did that on scrambled eggs.
0: Ketchup on yeah. eggs. Is, I've yeah. seen
4: that a, a good yeah. amount. So
0: that's, yeah, that's like
4: good. one step from hot sauce on eggs, which mm-hmm. I've been known to do.
0: So I was like, wow, you know what I mean? I was a little kid. I'm like, no way. And he tr- I tried. It was good. This guy named Mayo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's ma- Mayo. Up,
4: Rob, he's I, I want to give you a suggestion, though, because you sound like an adventurous guy. You're a bold guy. Yeah. Ne- like next, time, next time you do the scrambled eggs. Okay. Like A teaspoon of peanut butter, phenomenal. Really? Yeah.
0: Because I have peanut butter and jelly every day, pretty much, Glenn. Well, if you're I a peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter
4: guy, and, and I am day. a peanut butter guy, peanut butter on scrambled eggs is not a bad thing.
0: Oh, I'll give it a shot. You know what All I mean? Right. I'll give it a shot for sure. So, um, on the fills, well, if I, well I'll touch the fixtures real quick. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's a reason why Harden's not signed yet, and I keep hoping it was a Mitchell or Durant thing. But if it's not, you know, that's a pipe dream. I still think it's going to be another significant move because it makes no logical sense. Why he's not signed yet, unless there's a wink wink under the table and they said, Listen, you know, this is kind of what it's going to be. Give us a little time and try to make another move. And, you know, I think they have a handshake agreement on that.
4: I love this intrigue. Uh, I I would love, I would love, I hope that you and Rob are correct on this, that it means there's something else. Quickly, what do you got on the fills?
0: Phils, you know what? I like Jack Fritz's tweet. if You've seen it. Soto's going to be a Philly. Let's go. Do what you got to do. Trey Castianos and the farm system get right. Castianos. <laughs> I want to,
4: I want to. I, I want to tell you something, and I, I, I hate to report this. Jack Fritz is dope, and Jack Fritz is a raging alcoholic, and Jack Fritz knows not of what he speaks. So that tweet that he put out, and I didn't see it. I don't know what time of day or what day it was. I imagine was under severe influence of many hallucinogens so <laughs> how do you really feel I, I love the kid yes, I really do like him a lot uh, and because and- I mean
6: I know the nationals badly want Castellanos with the, with the way that he's played this year
4: and you would
8: literally have to give Given the quality of the Phillies farm system, you would literally have to give up every single player and that in the Phillies minor league that. system. Right. Everybody on Redding, get on the bus.
6: You're, you're all going to Washington. Uh,
8: anyway. Would you say that that Jack Fritz tweet meets the uh, delusional sports talk radio criteria for J.J. Reddick? Yes, J.J. JJ
6: Reddick just, just uh, said,
4: hold my beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Jack, unfortunately, is not able to hold his beer well enough, yeah. as we see from that. All right. Let's uh, now that I have ripped him. Uh, and by the way, allow me to say one more time: all in fun. I love the guy. <laughs> I really do. I'm I'm a big I'm a Jack Fritz fan, mm-hmm. and I even like the beer that he and his dad he and his dad concocted. There you go, uh, Jerry and Hatboro. You're on with Rob Ellis and Glenn Mac now. Glenn, Jerry, it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but what's good, good? Reasons? Okay. Rob, I hope I, you know, I hope really you're well.
2: Very, I'm well, I'm well. Good. Rob, yeah. did you know that Glenn had part of a beer
4: distributorship type thing? D- did I know that? Yes. Yeah. He's right. not used to the plugs yet, Glenn. Oh, well, <laughs> I leave that to you. Thank you.
2: It was a game I used to play with. That yes, yeah,
4: it would work it into everything, and I never minded. There it you go. Yes. It was always fine. Yes. Um, the Sixers. You know, you talk
2: about, number one, that their lease expires in 2031. i one. I'll be 71 years old. I'm not... Taking any training to uh,
4: <laughs> well, that's what or, Rob said. Although, listen, Sixers fans by and large are a younger demographic. Oh, thank of you the of you four, we do we agree of the four franchises, they have the youngest fan base. Yes, one hundred percent. I would say yeah, but you don't want to discuss it with the Sixers.
2: With their the last four, you know, you go through the process, then you go through the last four. You uh, know, their number one draft pick or the number one draft pick overall, number one or two. And whenever they touch, they seem to muck it up. Uh, I, I really don't want to see the beer get an extension on his contract because I don't think he has anything left. You well, know, I, I left. think,
6: Jerry, it, it really was best-case scenario, though, if the, if the reports are true that it's a one-in-one. I mean, that's, to me, the, by far the best outcome. I, this, I thought he was going to extend, and they were going to give him a few years on top of it. You know, He was going to opt in, and they were going to extend him out of that. So I'm thrilled that this is the way it's playing out.
2: Do you know what it reminds me of? Though you remember when the Flyers were going out and getting once great players in the oh, twilight yeah. of their career? Adam Oates.
4: Yeah, he put Paul Coffey, Tony you know, Monte Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of Hall of Famers who, at the very end of their plaque, it's like one year with the Flyers. Yeah, a lot it, of those guys.
6: Sixers get Chris Webber. You know, when, when <laughs> he's Ugh. cooked.
4: Yeah. yeah, so I, um, I have great. Skepticism
2: about their ability to do anything that pleases me.
4: I get it. I get it, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jerry. <laughs> anything, I got to Pleases you. <laughs> always a pleasure, buddy. <laughs> I love the way you put that. All right, real quick before the break, <laughs> V and Sharon Hill. Poor, apparently hey, has something she doing eats today? that we're gonna we're gonna find very odd. Hi, V. Nice okay. to talk okay. to
5: you. Okay, um, my daughter always tells me I'm nasty because I will take pork bacon. Well, when I any bacon mm-hmm. and fry it nice and crisp. Mm-hmm. But you put it on pb
9: and
4: J. have heard an Elvis, people doing this. That's an Elvis sandwich, yeah. isn't it?
9: Oh, what? Let's see. I didn't, never knew that. I so think, you know what?
4: I'm going to try to look it up. I don't know if I can get it fast enough. but
6: And P- and, P- and banana, I think he involved in it, too.
4: Oh, okay. Or
6: thick, off the top of my head.
4: All right. Anyway, but uh, bacon and peanut butter sounds delicious to me. And I, It's like a... All right, that's popcorn. fine. You, I, you're going for the savory. Yes, it was. It's so delicious. It, it works. And I
9: try not to eat it all the time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I listen. My,
5: Go ahead.
9: I was going to say my other thing I love, of course, and people I get looks
2: is some good fried liver with <laughs> <Ooh>. onions.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't. I imagine Rob and V. It's. Uh, it, it is always great talking true. to you, V. Uh, two quick things. One, are you a bacon guy? I love bacon. Okay, good. All right. I'm, I'm gaining back a little bit of respect for you. <laughs> Two, are you a liver guy? No. no, Nor am I. I. I would rather be hungry, Glenn. My wife will occasionally get, like at a restaurant, like liver and onions kind <sighs> of thing, chicken, liver, and onions, and I'm like complete, or, you know, chop liver in my culture is like a thing that people eat.
6: Right. N- not I. No, it, thank you. We had Spam when I was a kid, and I'm forever turned off by it.
4: Spam is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's like the worst thing for you. You fry that puppy up. Yes, uh, that's yeah. right out of the can and fry that bad boy up. All right. So are you a scrapple guy? That, no, that's kind of the ultimate in this realm. I'm not. Okay, I'm not. Uh, nor nor I. Yeah. All right. Two one five. Now that we got all that out of it, <laughs> the important stuff. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Coming up, uh, Matt Gelb of the Athletic covers the fills. We're going to talk to him about all of the speculation that we've had. About the Phillies making. It. By the way, the Major League Draft is tonight. Uh, the Phillies pick 17th. I don't know if he's going to be able to give us a name, but maybe Matt has some ideas about what they're going to do. Rob Ellis and Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP.
9: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.TV. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.